Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, howdy there, Daylight Burners. I uh, hope the weekend's treated you well. I am still tired of snow, but it just keeps coming. I And I hate, I hate bitching about good moisture, but man, <laughs> I'm ready for some spring weather. Um I got Patrick Minter uh, with me today. I was telling Merler he's the he's the first token black guy that I've I've had on the show. So I, I think that's a I think that's a big achievement in today's world. It's like you know we gotta we gotta hit the, the diversity boxes and and so there we go. We got we got our first black guy on the show. <laughs> hey, there's gotta you, be some somebody's got to start it off, right, Matt? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I. Uh, it's just funny uh growing up i i've told people like you see if we saw any black people that weren't on the on tv like it was kind of it was it was kind of like a novelty because there just there weren't any around <laughs> growing oh, up yeah. there there was we had white people and mennonites and mexican guys and that that, that was that was all we had in there yeah. on the in the southeast corner of colorado and then uh man i uh and then, like, even going up to Fort Collins, there really weren't that many black people there. They were all on the football or the basketball team, uh, and and that was that was uh, Fort Fort Collins is pretty white, pretty white. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty <laughs> bright up there, as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Longmont, I can't imagine it's too much uh, too much different than that. It, it used to not be, but that's uh, uh, that whole Front Range area is just like one mega city. It seems like. Yeah, it used to, you know, you can drive from Denver to Fort Collins now and you don't get a break in the buildings. And it used to be, you know, once you got north of Loveland, it was pretty well open. And now yeah. they're just building it up, man. They're, if there's yeah, a place well, they can stick a business, they're doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, like, same way between, say, like, I mean, like, Longmont all the way up to Loveland was, was pretty wide open. Like, there was, you know, yeah. you'd have towns here and there, but... There was a lot of farm ground. There was a lot of pasture. Um, yeah, now it's, I mean, it's just one city limit sign to the next. That's the only way you can tell the difference between towns. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's changed a lot since, I mean, I was talking, uh, I was talking with my dad this morning. He, uh, I got a call from my buddy, Will Bledsoe, the other day. I went to college with him. He, his family's been down around, um, like wild horse flagler hugo area they run a lot okay. of through there and um my dad was headed up to denver for uh, for a water commission meeting or something something to do with his water wars and he needed to mail something so he stopped in at the post office at hugo and uh, ran into will bledsoe so he will visited with him and then called me right after and then like my, my dad's birthday was today so called him and he's like i ran into one of your buddies and it's uh you're, you're kind of a minor celebrity throughout uh 
Colorado Ag World, so it's it's not <laughs> it's not that surprising when when somebody in a little small town like that recognizes him because he's 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 kind of known through there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, what what do you what do you do uh, around? Uh, you said Longmont's or uh, Longmont's where you're at? Yeah, I live in Longmont. Uh, I actually take care of a little ranch up here. Um, they got about 200 mama cows, and then I manage a backgrounding yard, and we okay. background about 8,500 head of little good calves and get them ready to go either to grass nice. or uh, to the big feed yard. So, okay, that's cool. what I'm doing now. But man, I've done, I've done everything that pays. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, when you're broke, your, uh, your standards of what you're, what you're willing to do go go way down absolutely <laughs> you needed some money you go, ah, i hate this job but if, if it pays it pays you know the checks their checks are good so i guess i'll be there you know? yeah exactly that's uh yes, i've done a lot of non-glamorous jobs but i i've always uh it makes you appreciate when you get a when you get a good gig though like i, I got yeah. a good gig now and i i appreciate the hell out of it because i've you know i've had to work to get there but it's uh you, you know it's uh I, it, it, it's hard to see sometimes, but like hard work does pay off. Like if you, if you, if you actually bust your ass and try to try to get somewhere, like you'll get there. Might not be quite where you want it to be, but it's uh, like hard work does pay. Uh, and sometimes it's just hard to see. You know, it's funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day and like, I've got a 24 foot Delco trailer and a one ton pickup sitting outside. And I was looking through some text messages that I sent to my buddy um, back in 2016, and I told mm-hmm. him, I was like, I'll be happy when I have me a 24-foot half-top and a one-ton pickup that I own, and I can look out the window here, and I see that. So, you know, I just sometimes I have to remember that you may not be where you want to be, but you ain't where you were five years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. I uh, <laughs> And, you know, it's, uh, there's, it's, it's one thing where, like, we all come, I mean – essentially everybody here in the u.s came from people that wanted to find something else and like people just picked up and moved to where they thought there was opportunity and like a lot of times they'd leave their whole family behind you know, wife kids and everything like ah there's there's a job out west i'm gonna go get it and get things settled out there or there's there's i'm gonna build a homestead and when uh, when stuff is built i'll send for you and yes. uh and it seems like people aren't quite as willing to do that anymore. And it's, it's honestly, it's never been easier to do that ever. And, and, but people are like less willing to do that. Yeah. It's not, you know, I think, I mean, I'm 28 years old, but a lot of people tell me I'm 68 inside, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just, you know, with what we see on the internet and the social media, everything looks so glamorous and yeah. nobody's, nobody's posting their failures. There's no fuck no. ups getting posted, you know. So <laughs> I know, and, it's, and you look at that, and you're like, "Oh, they just had it handed to them." And but really, there, you know, most people now, you know, there's the three ways to get to get in the ranch, and you can be one of the three sons. But yeah, you know, uh, other than that, if you're not one of them, a lot of people just humped it, man. Yeah, you. It's it's like you get your foot in the door somewhere, and if you. They say if you work hard and you learn, that's the thing is if uh, there's some of those older guys that just ain't going to teach you, um, they yeah. just ain't going to, it's not in there. And I understand there's, there's times where I'm just like, I don't want to teach another damn kid. Yeah. 
that's probably not going to be here in, in six months anyways. But also, while he's there, if I teach him a little bit and he's willing to learn, you know, it sure makes both of our jobs a lot easier. And At uh, least make him useful if you're going to make paying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of a, it's, it's a fine line because there's also times like if, if they just ain't willing to learn, I ain't willing to work with them either. Yeah. And it's like, ah, man. I've told you the same thing like four or five different times and you, you still do the same fucking mistake and it's, and it's an easy fix, (laughs) but you don't listen to me for some reason. (laughs) So I'm just going to stop trying, you know? Absolutely. And Um, I've been lucky enough, man, I've gotten around everybody that I've come in contact with. I shouldn't say everybody. Most of the people that I've come in contact with in this lifestyle or industry, if you are just willing to ask a question, Mm-hmm. They'll tell you, you know, they'll tell you anything you want to know as long as they see you're trying. And I've been yeah. lucky enough to, you know, be around some people that they'll pour into you as long as they see that you're receptive and want to learn. So, no, I think I think that's right. Um, so, how how did you get into into cowboy? You said you were, you're born in Tennessee and you moved out to Colorado when you were young. Yeah, sure. So we grew. I grew up in Tennessee and we got a little farm back there and. They do that, and I learned at a real early age that me and tractors don't mix very well. (laughs) (laughs) I am not. I am the furthest thing from a mechanic. Like, my kid's going to have to take their lawnmower to town to get gas put in. Like, I'm not. I am just not a mechanic, you know. uh, I hate mechanicking. I I can do some basic shit, but I hate it. I I don't like mechanicking. It's not not my my jam. I don't fit, man. I'm 6'8". 300 pounds. I don't got, Holy my shit. hands don't fit in that little stuff. You're <laughs> like, <laughs> a little fella, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm just a small guy, you know, I don't take up much room at all. So, yeah. You got to no. ride a 16 hand horse or your feet would uh, drag the ground. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because, like, showing cow horses or cutting or something, everybody looks and they're like, how little is that horse? Like, it looks like I'm riding a stick horse out there, but usually <laughs> most of my horses are 15, 2, 15, 3. They just, they look small under me. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, you know, I was I was watching uh, when we were watching the NFR and 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 some of the those calf ropers that are coming out like that Corey Solomon. I forget there's there's like three or four of the like really good uh, black calf ropers and like you guys are just so much more athletic than us white boys. It's it's insane <laughs> just watching them like just fly down the rope and you're like, holy oh, yeah. shit, that guy is fast. That yeah. dude is fast. And it, I mean, and, they're doing it in arena dirt and square toes. So like. I, know it. I know it. And they're, uh, they pick up those calves. Like it's, it's nothing too. you know, like big old soggy calves and they just, and like some of them have really good technique, but some of them don't, they're just like big stout and fast and, yeah. <laughs> um, but w- watching their hands work too, I'm just like, you know, if, yeah. uh, if it wasn't so damn expensive to, to get into rodeo, man, there wouldn't be a white guy left after a while. <laughs> all, <laughs> you, the, all you black fellas would just dominate the sport. Yeah, kinda, yeah. Same way. Like they, they haven't taken out, you haven't taken over hockey cause uh, it's too cold, I guess. But man, <laughs> if they did like, yeah, like the Canadians would have to find a new national sport because. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, man. Left. <laughs> That's why those, that barrier to entry is so high in rodeo and lacrosse mm-hmm. and hockey, mm-hmm. you know, those sports. We just, there's not a lot of ice rinks in, you know, in the predominantly African American areas. There's not really going to no. be a lot of ice rinks, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, don't, it don't get cold enough in Memphis to make an ice rink. <laughs> yeah, no, no, shit, man. I, uh, I remember in college, uh, 
we went to a Bronco game. We had a uh, my my roommate his uh, his dad's has uh, is like part owner of a welding company uh, somewhere in Denver, and they got they had season tickets, so we we'd get to go to to Bronco games fairly regularly, and we were sitting up there in, in club level, and um. Wow, Trevor Price was uh, was on the team, but he was uh, he was out that week, uh, injured or something, and he was just like cruising around club level, and he walked by us, and I I looked like the biggest fucking country bumpkin because I was just <laughs> looking him up. I mean, that was a massive man, yeah. <laughs> just absolutely. That's massive. a mammoth of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, oh, all these all these little. Uh, these little like one A two A schools on on the Eastern Plains, uh, you know, like everybody <laughs> thinks their kid's gonna make the NFL, and you're just like, no, that's the NFL right there. <laughs> these, these little, you know, these six foot tall, country strong white boys, they might do good in college and maybe at a like a small, or they'll do good in high school and maybe like a small like D two college, but yeah. <laughs> they got to be something you got to be like super white boy to, to make it in the NFL anymore. Like yeah. we don't grow them that big, you know, <laughs> and when, when we get, when we make them that big, they ain't nearly as fast as you, you fellas are like, it's, it's a whole different, it's a whole different oh, world. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a different world, man. I don't know. It's like, I, I played sports growing up and I went to college and stuff and I was, you know, I was the guy in my little area, you know, and then all of a sudden you get around, dudes from texas that graduated with 4500 kids and you're just yeah you're just there like you know <laughs> yeah you you might think you're fast and strong and then you see you, you run into a von miller and you're like oh well, that, that's just a different type of human yeah you know? <laughs> exactly <laughs> and, like at that point skin co- skin color is irrelevant and like no that's yeah. just a that's a superior athlete in general <laughs> yeah, he's, he's from another you planet know? Yeah, no, I tell you, man, we like I was I told you how big I am and I wasn't that big. I played basketball, so I was a lot skinnier, but I still eat like a college athlete, you know, but there you go. <laughs> uh, I was I was the third shortest person on my team and I'm six, eight. Jeez, man, that's that's <laughs> so, wild. Yeah. But to funny. answer your question, uh, how did I get into the cowboy? When we moved here, uh, you know, I had the typical story. It was just me and my mom, my mom got pretty sick when I was younger. And so I kind of lived with a bunch of different family members. And I have an uncle that lived out here and he was, he's a horseman. He just, he was a horseman. He did the, uh, he was a Buffalo soldier reenactor. And he just, oh, was, nice. you know, he was into, into the history and the horses. And I was kind of, I wasn't ever a bad kid, but I, you know, it was just me. I was kind of raising myself a little bit. And, uh, my mom wasn't there. My grandma hadn't moved out here yet. Um, and so I was just kind of messing around. Like I wasn't doing anything too wrong, but I dang sure wasn't doing all the right things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he took me, he took me to his place and he handed me a fork and he said, you got 24 stalls to clean. Let me know when you're done. You know? <laughs> and uh, I didn't even know what a horse was at that time, man. I'd seen it on TV, but I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I took me, all morning to clean them 24 stalls and it's 97 degrees and I'm in a old wooden barn dust flying. And you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm allergic to oxygen. So I'm sneezing. <laughs> and, like, and after we get done with that, he backs in a hay trailer and we start unloading square bales. And I see all these horses and people are coming in and out riding and stuff. And I see these guys and I'm around them and I don't get to touch a horse for three months, you know? Oh yeah. And, and finally he puts me on a horse and, Man, 
all my problems went away. The world was just a good place. And I got on that yeah. horse and I ever since then, I think I've just been searching for that feeling and I found a way to make a living trying to find that feeling. It's know? uh, it's crazy, ain't it? Like, uh, <laughs> I have the capacity and, and like, I'm sure you, I know a lot of people are the same way. Like they got the capacity to go out and find a job that makes a lot more money. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it ain't, I don't know, man. I, I, I like what I do. I, I've I've kind of resigned myself that you know quite a while ago. I ain't ever gonna be rich cowboying, but it's uh, I I like working with with, uh, with cows, and I love sitting a horseback and 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 working on a horse to 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 get them like where where you're just uh, like I was talking with uh, Tommy Gasell the other day. It's like mm-hmm. I, I like to to get where I don't have to think about the horse and my job. It's just you know like they know what I'm doing. I know what they're doing. I know what they're how they're going to react, and and then I can let my mind wander and and you know and I can like I, I just love history. You know like I, yeah sure this this uh, meat packing industry series that I'm doing has been so much fun to to research because there it's just a it's a wild story. Like oh, yeah. the, the, the expansion of the country was all based off the back of a cow for the, for, for, for the most part. I mean, and, and particularly like, uh, like I I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're descendant of, of a slave family. Uh, yeah. So actually, uh, <laughs> the place where I grew up in Tennessee, uh, it is the plantation that my ancestors were on. No shit. Yeah, so that's wild. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was was it a is it a cotton plantation or probably cotton. tobacco or cotton? Cotton okay. and peanuts. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and huh. uh, now they grow they grow some corn down there now and do a little bit of everything. It's pretty diversified now, but uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, just but yeah, I I was I'm from I come from um, you know some enslaved people so. So like you're you're probably only what like three or four generations removed from it I, I would imagine my uh, my great my great grandfather's father was born a slave okay so, and I think he died yeah he was born a slave and then he died in like nineteen hundred so okay yes so so he was he was one of the guys that got forty acres and a mule uh, after. Yeah, he was supposed to, I guess. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, it was supposed to be the deal. Uh, the United States government has a has a way of not following through on those on those deals, you know. <laughs> like, That's one thing that still hasn't changed. You know? Yeah, like, they're consistent in that at least. Um, it's crazy, but like a lot of a lot of those former slaves, it's you know, like you stayed where you were and worked your forty acres and a mule if you got it. Mm-hmm. Or you you moved north to the cities and get a job in the factory, or you moved west and either worked on the railroad or became a cowboy. That was kind of that was kind of the only jobs available for y'all. Yeah, sir. And uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, you said you spent some time down in Oklahoma. Like there, there's a lot of black cowboys in that kind of like central and southern Oklahoma. Uh, oh yeah, if you get over there, like my family, my grandfather's family from Tulsa, and they're all cowboys. Like. Yeah, I mean, over there in that central eastern Oklahoma area, because you know it was it was the only place that a freed slave could go and not worry about getting sent back. You know, so they went and they went. <laughs> and that, it was Indian territory, you know. <laughs> exactly, it was lawless. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was a. It was a tough. 
it was a tough go. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, it still is uh, depending on, on where you're from, but I, yeah. there, there's one thing that it, it always kind of peeves me. Like they, you know, there's a plenty of stories about like this, you know, coming from a single mother and, and like, that's where the media always likes to highlight is just like, you know, the, the father's not around, but there's, I've talked to a lot of, a lot of different, uh, guys that are just like, nah, my, it was, it was either my, my dad or my uncle, like you were saying, your uncle or your, my granddad, they, they beat my ass and made me, <laughs> made me, you know, <laughs> exactly. fly right. And yeah. you don't hear those stories nearly enough. And I like, yeah. it's just so important to have like a, having a strong male role model in like any, any young man's life like that. Absolutely. It's essential. Like my mother is an amazing woman. She's the strongest woman I know. You know, I, I wouldn't be the person I am without her, but I got, I was bigger than her at 11 years old. I needed mm-hmm. somebody to come in and put an elbow in my chest, you know? Yeah. yeah and exactly. So I, I was, just, I was lucky enough. <laughs> there, there's some things that just a, a woman can't do. And like, exactly. and sometimes that's, it's putting a, you know, setting a man on the right path. Like some, exactly. some, some women can, can get it, but like, it's a lot most of the time it takes uh you know it kind of takes a backhand from from a from a you know a strong male role model yeah. and she even, sure on, enough, even if they're small you know like i know yeah. plenty plenty of small guys that ain't afraid to you know stick a finger in, in somebody's chest and say listen here you know absolutely and my mom i mean i'm still i'm terrified of my mom to this day you know <laughs> rightfully so but there was just certain things that she couldn't teach me and granted, mm-hmm. I mean, she was in the hospital from the time I was in seventh grade till about my junior year of high school. So, like, she just wasn't around, you know, and it wasn't her fault. She didn't choose to not be around. She was fighting for her life. So, yeah. uh, but I got those, they came and picked me up and they just drug me with them. And I didn't really have a choice. You know, it was yeah. be ready at 6 a.m. And I was ready. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. We had a kind of a similar similar deal because I was you know I was adopted and uh, went, and when I went to live with my who I, I call my folks now my my parents they you know it was foster care at the time and mm-hmm. yeah I'd I'd never seen hiding or hair of a horse I was a I was a small town town kid though I mean like I was yeah. I, I I lived uh you know like little bitty towns but I still lived in town I wasn't a country kid and yeah uh, sure. And then all of a sudden, here I am, twenty miles south of a a little bitty town of like, you know, three hundred people. And I'm, I'm like, I'm way out in the country now. And yeah. uh, well, we uh, we raise horses and we raise cattle, and uh, this is what it is. So like, I hated it for a while. I mean, I mm-hmm. I really did not care for it. But like I said, then once you once you find the right horse where it clicks with you, and then you're just like, oh, that that's what it is. That's yeah. what this is. I, I get it now. <laughs> Yes, sir. And, uh, so, but you're, you've always kind of been a country kid then. I I didn't know it. So we lived out there on the farm and stuff, but my mom was a school teacher and she mm-hmm. taught in one of the roughest areas in Memphis. And so I grew up. Memphis is a rough town. And so I grew up in town and, you know, I didn't know. I didn't realize how connected my family and everything was to just the agriculture lifestyle you know, post slavery. Yeah. And so I didn't know, but as I started to get into it and doing research, it's just like you, I love history. So I'm looking up everything I can. And I realized that like, this is in my blood, what I'm doing, you know, this is, <laughs> I, I was made for this. And so that's, it. that was another thing. It just really connected for me. It made me, it kind of completed me because I spent yeah. a lot of time looking for, you know, looking for that missing link. And I tried a lot of 
different things and thought I wanted to be this and that and this. And I, I just found something that fits. And I've, I've spent the last 16 years of my life just chasing it full speed. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, I got to ask you, how good is your mom and grandma's cooking? Oh, uh, this is a podcast and she might hear this, but, uh, my mom, that's not the gene she got. She didn't get, no. the, <laughs> she didn't get the cooking. She sure enough kept me alive, but my grandma, like, I'll tell you this. When I was in high school, me and my friends, we would go over to my grandma's house and she would just cook for us. And that was what we would do on like Saturday evening. We, we yeah. my grandma would just cook food and we'd hang out at her house. Like, That's awesome. That was, ah, you know, it's like little old Mexican ladies, little old, little old black ladies. Like that's the, yeah, the, the, the best food you'll, you'll ever eat. I, oh yeah. And I mean, don't eat it if you're trying to, you know, live a healthy lifestyle, but if you, <laughs> no. if you want something that tastes good, that's where you need to go. <laughs> it's because it's poor people food. Like the poor people exactly. make the best food. Um, you know, like, like the taco is, is like the, the the quintessential poor person food. It's just whatever yeah. meat you can put on on the fire and you pick it up with a tortilla. <laughs> it's, yeah, just, sure. it's, it's poor food. Like I mean, and it like coming from from your background, like the you know, the slave owners got all the, the good cuts of the meat. You guys got the ribs and the feet and everything else. And you just, exactly. You had to figure out how to make it taste good. We got the scraps and then they decided, yep. you know, we're going to put a little bit of seasoning on it and you cook it long enough, it'll get soft. And, you know, <laughs> you know I, I, I know I've said this uh, many a time on the, on the show, but like, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen is like the, you know, the Brits conquered the entire world uh, trying to find, you know, uh, for the spice trade, only to use none of it on their food. <laughs> That's one of my favorite memes. I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, yeah, they they conquered you know Asia and Africa and uh, and just like the entire world, and they they're getting all these different spices, and then you just like, no, we're gonna have bangers and mash. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have baked beans for breakfast. Like what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And not even good baked beans. No. No, they're just I don't I don't know. I'm I'm not traveled enough to I've never had a traditional English breakfast a traditional English breakfast, but what I've seen, I think I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I was gonna say I, I'm I'm probably good without it. So uh <laughs> are are you coming from the south, uh do you guys eat grits or grits or hash browns type of guy? I like all of it, man. I like grits and this is probably gonna get me um, you know, chastised by some black people, but uh, I'm a sweet grits guy. Like a lot okay. of people, like I like savory grits. I like butter and sugar in my grits. Like, okay. I, I just I've never understood the grits thing. It wasn't it wasn't like my dad kind of likes it, but I, I I'm it's, it's it wasn't I never really never really lit a fire under me. I'll, now some good hash browns or some home fries, something like that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a potato. I'm uh I'm. T- I got that part of the white boy gene. I, I like making some, <laughs> some good potatoes. You know? Oh, I love I love a good set of hash browns or some home fries or anything. Really, yeah. Potato can be a base layer for whatever meal you want to make. So, oh yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's pretty versatile. It's uh, it's it's one thing that uh, you know the Irish really got right is the potato. They 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 uh, they they can they can do some stuff with it. But I uh, absolutely I. I, I, the South in, in particular, I, I don't care to live in the South, but man, they've got some of the best food, uh, particularly like all American food comes out of the yeah. South and it's just like, 
I don't know. I the the first time I like had like true like what they can you'd consider soul food, you know, like collard greens and ribs and oh, yeah. good mac and cheese. I mean, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's so good. So oh, good. Yeah, I, no, that's... you wouldn't think that just collard greens would be like so delightful, but man, when oh, you yeah. get them made right, oh, boy, yeah, that shit's good. It's the best, man. I, that's like what we do, you know, on a good Sunday evening. You put mm. some greens on. All you need is greens and a cornbread and a sweet potato, and you got a meal. Like you, you know? can keep that sweet potato. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll go with the regular sweet or regular uh, potatoes. But... You're missing out, man. A good candied yam. There ain't nothing better. <laughs> I've, I've tried to like it. I just, yeah, like I said, it's, it's. I'm that part didn't I got I don't know if it's the the white boy part that doesn't like it or if it's the Mexican that doesn't like it and <laughs> something about it I'm just mm, I'll, I'll do Not some like, fan, sweet huh? potato, yeah I'll do some sweet potato fries and that's about as far as I'll go on that but I got you yeah no I, I hear you man I'm not I'm not really adventurous with my food anymore either so <laughs> I, I pretty well stay to I pretty well stay to what I know <laughs> yeah so so like you said your 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 uncle was a horseman. He he was just horse trainer like uh, showing horses or No, man, he he worked in town and he was just a regular guy, but he did the buffalo soldier thing and he just loved the horses and the history of the horse and mm. he really enjoyed, you know, just riding them. Like he didn't train a lot of horses. He just owned good horses. Okay. And I was able to start on good horses. So that That's, was that know. helps. And I've you know, I've always thought like I'm, I don't know. I think there's something about, uh, I think every, if you're going to put a kid on something, don't make it miserable for him. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. There's a, there's, there's places where, you know, like it also makes you like when you get on a shitty horse, it makes you appreciate a good horse. And uh, that was kind of my, my problem is my dad raised horses and, and sold horses. Um, and I got to get on them for the first time. That was that was mm-hmm. my job. I it was I was the I was just the 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 crash test dummy for the most part. And so I, I yes, didn't sir. I didn't care for it. But then the first time I went and and had to go move cattle and, and and sort and whatever, and was on a horse that I could actually do stuff with. And I was like, oh oh okay, <laughs> we're 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 working to make this horse. We don't yeah, have sure. that horse yet. We're we're making that horse, and yeah, uh, sure. so then it, that's when it kind of clicked for me. Is like the first time I didn't have to plow rain them and around, you know, <laughs> make, take two miles to to turn them. You know, like yeah, sure. that when when they could just like step over and and cut that cow back, and was like, oh yeah. shit, okay, okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm all about you know I like a young horse. I like it. I'm I'm too big to ride a two year old. I know that much, you know. But mm-hmm. after that first that you put ninety days on them, and then I'll take them from there. And I love. There's nothing cooler to me than doing a job on a horse one day, and then yeah. the next day he does it. You know, every, if he does something today that he did, couldn't do yesterday, I think you know that's just the coolest feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's nice, and like I mean. I, I I've become like a, a like an actual cheerleader for my horses sometimes. You know, like especially <laughs> those young ones when they you finally get them to cross their feet over. Oh, and yeah. like there you go. Yeah. That's, the, that's what I'm looking for. Oh yeah. And, uh, and it, you know, no, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard when you're trying to train a horse and do a job because like sometimes if they do it right, you just want to step off of them 
unloosing yeah. off and pet them, you know, but you still got four miles to go. So now you can't do that. But I tried my thing just to you make gotta, sure. <laughs> you got, you got to, you got to find a way to let them know they did good, but also like, yeah, we still got shit to do. So let's, exactly. you, know, you know, keep that, keep that, uh, you know, put that feather in your hat, but then let's, let's keep on moving. We, yeah, we sure. still got shit to do. And, uh, absolutely. So, um, like, what what kind of style of cowboy do you, do you are like? I would imagine you're more of like the Texas style riding, man. Stuff, working, I, I I like that style. Like I'm I'm a big old mix, man. I've been around so many different people. Like mm-hmm. I ride I ride a ranch cutter saddle with rubber on my horn, but I use a forty foot rope, and you know, like you and underneath underneath that rubber is mule hide. If I need to cut that rubber off, I can't, you know, but, mm. uh, and I ride, you know, I love the, I love the buckaroo California way of making the horse. Mm-hmm. I just happen to use a different, I want the same equipment. It just looks a little different, you know, and it's, I love it's all the same at the end. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's all, I, I, I think, and that, that's kind of what the, the, one of the cool things I've, I've, kind of noticed through through doing this podcast is like it, anybody that's been around for very long they uh they may not like they they may still tie hard but they 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 know how to dally like exactly. a good hand still knows how to dally and he he's he'll he may not be comfortable dallying on a slick horn but yeah. could, could get by if he needed to same way with uh with uh you know the buckaroo types if they had to they could tie hard and and, and get a job done and it's uh and you're seeing a lot more, just like a mix of different, uh, different styles. Uh, and, and yeah, just, sure. Like, there, there's, there's a lot fewer, just like true buckaroo California types and and like true puncher types. Like it's, it's all, uh, it, it's just a lot more of a mix anymore. Which I mean, that's kind of what America is, anyways. You know, it just right. <laughs> you have all these distinct different groups, and as they intermingle, you. I, I mean, the melting pot is like the best. It really is the best, uh, ex- um, you know. I guess metaphor for it. It just, yeah, you got all your different ingredients, but they they kind of just blend together after a while. Hey, look, I know you're you're enjoying this show that we're, you know, that we're balls deep in here, but I got to pay some bills around here, and this company, Bubs Naturals, they are helping me do so. And they also sell a lot of good stuff. So you go to bubsnaturals.com. It's named after Glenn Bub Doherty, uh, who was a he was a special operator, CIA guy. Uh, was one of the one of the guys that was killed in, during the Benghazi raid. Uh, his best friend started up this company, kind of in honor of him. They're both uh, <laughs> very active guys, and they wanted just good, clean supplements, and that's what these are. Uh, I take the the collagen in my coffee, along with MCT oil. It's a powder, uh, kind of very very slightly sweet, um, like very faint sweet taste to it, but also got a kind of a creamy texture. It's good stuff. They also have coffee now. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, might have to. And um, looks like maybe they got some uh, some like Gatorade type mix, but. Uh, it's all it's all good clean stuff. Uh, apple cider vinegar gummies, which are awesome. Apple cider vinegar is great for you. Uh, collagen supposed to uh, what? What do they say on this? Let's let's take a look. Um, it fuels the body while replenishing with replenishing amino acids that turn back the clock on an aging. 
Um, and it's, uh, it's supposed to be good for your skin and your joints and uh, your hair, your nails, all all the good stuff. Um, it's, yeah, just a scoop in your coffee. It's flavorless. Don't taste it at all. And, uh, and it's just, uh, it's good for inflammation and all sorts of good stuff. Um, all in all, these guys pay me pretty well when you guys buy stuff. So please do. And I, I highly recommend their products. Uh, I, like I said, I, I take them every day. Got this stuff on order. Um, got this stuff on order and, uh, and the gummies I've got coming every, every couple of weeks, uh, help me kind of stay halfway young. I know my hair doesn't look it, but I'm, I'm not that old yet. So, uh, and I want to be able to, to wrestle around with my kids and beat them for a long time yet. So, um, like I want to dominate them so they know that I'm, I'm the alpha. And, uh, so I'm doing all, all I can to, <clears throat> to kind of help <clears throat> stay one, step ahead of those little fuckers and bubs naturals uh does it for me <clears throat> helps helps get me there so anyways go to bubsnaturals.com use the promo code burning daylight that's all one word uh you'll get 20 percent off uh your order and i will get a commission on that so uh thanks to bubs naturals go check out their stuff i think you'll like it and uh i know i do so, uh, bubsnaturals.com, promo code, burning daylight for 20%. Now, we can go ahead, get back in to the show. Yeah, sir. And, I mean, you know, I see, I grew up, when I went to college in northeastern Colorado, a good buddy of mine, he was a true blue, flat hat, center mm. fire, you know, <laughs> long oh, yeah. 60-foot rope dallying and, I I learned a lot from him because I'd only ever been up until that point. I'd only ever, you know, packed a team rope and, you know, we're going to go. But I learned everything as I'm getting older and trying to become better at what I do. Everything I do, I want it to be as easy as possible on the horse and the cow. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm learning, exactly you know, right. that's just that's the goal at the end of the day. I want it to be as easy as possible on my horses and my cows, because if they're if they don't make it through the day, I don't get paid. So, yeah. Exactly. You know, did you go to you went to the to NJC? I did go to good old NJU up there. There, there you go. I, I, <laughs> yes, I, sir. I that's one of the one of the few things I kind of kicked myself for uh, in, in my college careers. Like I I had a chance to you know all all of these like whether it was Otero or Lamar or Sterling, I had a like a chance to go there essentially for free, mm-hmm. and instead I just went up to to CSU. And, and I don't, I don't really regret that, but I still kind of kick myself and like, ah, I could have saved myself a lot of money and yeah. probably had just as much fun at, at NJC. Like, I got oh, a lot yeah. of good friends that were <laughs> there and, uh, same way with Lamar. I, like, I, they, like they were practically begging me to come to Lamar cause I had, I had good <laughs> grades. I was, you know, I was, a, I was a smart kid and, and, uh, and I was just like, nah, I'm, you know, but it was also like the, that mentality is like, you got to go to a four year school. Like that was what yeah, everybody sure. tell told us and uh i it's not for everybody it, and but they they don't they never tell you exactly like god like, oh, you know you can get loans or whatever but they never like they never really focus on like oh by the way you gotta you gotta pay that shit back and then <laughs> they won't they come call it they collect on that <laughs> yeah that's, that's the only debt that you can never write off like you never get bankrupt from your student loans like no they that uncle sam's still gonna get his money Death taxes and student loans guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, 
it, it's it's but, wild. Um, no, I think, man, I went to junior college and like I played basketball in high school and I had some recruitment from some decent four year schools and stuff. But mm. like I said, I was kind of on my own and a uh, class wasn't the highest thing on my priority list in high school. Yeah, know? and so I had to go to junior college and I went to the. I knew I wanted to study agriculture and you know kind of and just learn more about what I wanted to do. So I picked the one school that I knew I could play basketball and get an ag degree. And yep. so that's what put me at NJC. And I've met some of my best friends, you know, up there. And I, I think every kid, if you, if I'd have gone to CSU right out of high school, I'd have been in trouble. Yeah. You just can't, you know, I came from what, it's not a small town anymore, but it was a small town. And heck, there was going to be more people in that lecture hall than in my high school. So, oh man, that, that's, that was the same way it was for me. You know, I, uh, it was funny you talk about you like being scared to death of your mom. I was the same way. Like my my mom, she she passed here uh, you know, quite a while ago. Uh, it was twenty eleven, so twelve years ago. Um, but she was the the school librarian. Did uh, some business classes. What I mean, she was she was very involved in school, and I. Mm -hmm. I got in trouble before I did anything wrong. <laughs> he rode my ass so hard. I, I know I've told it before, but I, like I sang in the choir in, in high school uh, mm -hmm. because I did not want to go to my... Uh, so I think it was my freshman, sophomore year of high school. We had band five days a week, and I was a band geek. I tried to quit band, and my mom wouldn't let me. She's like, no, you're, you're pretty talented. You're going you're gonna to stay through. And I'm glad she did. I, I, I had, and uh, but then they switched it to where it was. We only had we had the same teacher for for band and choir, and so they went Monday, Wednesday, Friday was band, Tuesday, Thursday was choir. And I was like, well, I'm not a singer. I'm not going to be in choir. Well, my only other option um, for that for that time of day it was the first period of the day was uh, ag mechanics, which I couldn't take because I, it was only two days a week. And the other option was a reading class with my mom. So I went to went to my mom's reading class, and I didn't hardly say a word that entire class period. But I got yelled at like seven, eight different times, and I was like, you know, I screw it, I'll go sing. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll go sing these stupid gay songs just so I don't get yelled at anymore. Absolutely. And I think that's that was her plan the whole way. She's like, I'm if I make it miserable enough for him, he'll he'll quit and go sing. Run him out of here. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "You got a good voice. Go sing, anyways." And uh, well, it it beats just getting just nagged to death. So absolutely, that's what I'll, that's what I'll do. And so I like I was she she understood that I was an intelligent kid, and she like she she's like, "No, you're not going to be an idiot. You <laughs> you are not going to be an idiot." And it, it would have helped me to go to to a two year school to actually learn how to study a little bit. I was, I was, I was smart enough to where I didn't have to study a whole lot yeah. in, in high school. And then when I got to college, I didn't know how to study. And, yeah, uh, sure. and it was, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think kids go to college too young. I, I, I look back and I was like, man, if I would have started at 25, I would have fucking crushed. Absolutely. <laughs> but, and I'm the, I'm the same way, man. I got, I went to high school and I'm, I mean, I'm a smart guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a genius, but I'm dang sure not dumb. And mm. in high school, you know, the stuff I did, I got A's on. It was just, I didn't, I, I didn't care. I thought, yeah. you know, I was like, I play basketball. I'm going to the NBA. Like I thought if I could put a ball in a hoop, I would just get a pre-ride along. And then 
I got out of high school and I was like, oh, this is the real world. Like, you know, and yeah. I went to, I went to school and heck, I barely graduated high school, but I made the dean's list every year in college. Like, That's awesome. So, so it's not that I couldn't do it. I just was being dumb. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my, uh, yeah, my, my, my mom was, she's like, no, I mean, she never flat out said it like that, but that's like looking back on it. That's what it was. It's like, no, I'm not going to allow you to be an idiot. Absolutely. And, and that, that, it made a big, big impact in my life. So, I mean, it's, and I, I, I with my kids nowadays, I, uh, same way, I'm just like, you know, it is not cute. It's not, uh, and and it's not it's not cool to act like a dumb dumb. And I was like, because you're not a dumb dumb. You've got a good yeah. brain. You put it to work, and and you can do a lot of good things. I'm not going to allow you to to you know skate through life you know pretending to be dumb. So people get no no use your head <laughs> use use what God gave you and go go get it. You know that's yeah uh, sir absolutely no I hundred percent agree. Nobody I mean you know. In the, you watch on TV and everybody, they portray this big dumb jock and he's the super popular guy and everybody loves him, but nobody in the real world likes an idiot. You know? No, like, that, that big dumb jock that, that uh, yeah, had everything handed to him in high school because he, he was uh, he was a good athlete. Um, if if that, that good athlete didn't continue being a good athlete after high school, well, I guess he's usually the shitty cop that nobody likes. Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's that guy doing something that nobody wants to see coming and he goes to the bar on Friday nights and talks about how good he was in high school. <laughs> uh-huh. Glory days. Yeah. And then he's, he's uh, yeah. And he's, he's, uh, he's the guy that's got a badge on his chest now and he's, he's gonna, he's gonna make people know he's a real, you know, he's no, not to be fucked with. And that's yeah. exactly. And yeah. no, nobody hates, there's nothing worse than those guys. <laughs> no, they're, they're really, uh, those are the worst, like just shitty people in a position of power. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the that's recipe <laughs> for bad. So bad recipe. Um, yes, sir. So uh, you, you just had a baby here the other day. Is that your first one? The first one. Oh man. How's uh how's that feel? Your life changes completely, don't it? Man, I've, I've known this kid for a week and I'll burn down the world for her, you know. Like, <laughs> it's wild, ain't it? <laughs> I never, I didn't, I never felt anything like this in my life. So, it's it's been pretty amazing. And I mean, who knew you could survive so well off of so little sleep? <laughs> oh man, well, cheers to you, man. That's awesome. That's uh, I appreciate that's, it, brother. Thank you. That's that's the best thing you can do with your life is uh is have a have a kid and make them make them grow up to be good people. That's uh, and that that's, that's all I want. Thing. I don't care. I don't care what she wants to do with her life. She wants to. Ride horses, punch cows, or be a mathlete. She's, yeah. I'm gonna be there for it. We're gonna try to be the best out of that we can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and have having a daughter, that's a that's a whole different level too. Because now, oh, now you're in like full protector mode. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you might have been in it, you know, dipped a toe in it before, but now that you got a little girl, yeah, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a bear now. <laughs> exactly, and it's it's crazy because like even. Even in the hospital with the doctors, they were just talking to me. And I was like, I'm sitting there like thinking like that don't make no sense. We're not doing that. Like you yeah. know? just <laughs> exactly. every, everything, every thought I make is how is this gonna affect her? You know? yep. No, so. and that it's uh it, it's a it's a different thing have, having a as a man, having having a daughter, like is uh like I mean and hopefully you have a boy too, because that's also a different whole different feeling too it's uh it's a whole different amount of pride it's not that you don't yeah. you're not proud of your daughter they're just it's a different world you know like yeah sure 
man, I almost cried when my when my boy won his first wrestling match, and it was against a girl. But I'm just like <laughs> the, fact, the fact that this little bitty shit went out there and just dominated. You know, I'm just like, yes, that's, that's my awesome. Boy. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just some it's something else, and uh, I mean, everybody that you know that has kids always says that. it's like, yeah, you don't know shit, you don't have kids yet, and 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 it's so true. Like once yeah. once that once that <laughs> little magical moment happens, then you're just like, oh, I got shit to do now. Like I, I well, got what have I been doing for the last twenty five eight years? <laughs> yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I, I was not prepared for this. I should have been should have been saving money. I should have been doing this. I've been doing that, and like exactly. I'm so far behind. But I mean, you're not. It just, but you, you feel immediately. It's like, oh, yeah. I, it's not about just me and me and the wife anymore. Like we're yeah, we're not just like having, you know, having fun anymore. Like no, we're we're raising kids now, and that's that's exactly. a whole different deal. <laughs> we're we're contributing to society, and it's up to me to make sure she's worth something. <laughs> I know, and you see so many just so many kids that turned out to be assholes because their parents weren't good, and it's like I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. not contributing to to that, you know. You see yeah, these, sure. these like, and it doesn't matter if it's like on the you know what side of the spectrum is an asshole is an asshole, and you see Absolutely. like you've got these <laughs> purple haired shrieking lunatics on on one side, and then you've got the the people that are like cozying up to uh, to like some real like they're they're not quite Nazis, but they're like. They're they're towing that line pretty good, and you're just like, mm, yeah, you can see it, you nope. can see the line for sure. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, no, I'm no, I'm not None raising that. That, shit. <laughs> yeah. that that is, yes, I'm not raising that shit. And I've uh, I've been around enough to where like people are just people. I mean, like I I, I don't I don't know if like, colorblind's the the right way to say it because I, I don't think there's any good like. I don't, I don't, I think it's, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging like, Hey, me and you are, we have a whole different experience on life. Like, exactly. Uh, 100%. I, and, and it's a, and it's the, the most glaring difference that you can see is the color of one, one person's skin. And it's yeah. like, but get past that. And then, but also like, you still have to recognize that there is that difference there. And and particularly in this country where it's, it's a whole fucked up past on how we, how we got here. <laughs> yeah, and, <sure>. and, <clears throat> but I, that, I don't think that you, by ignoring the, the skin color is, is the way to go. But also like when you make everything about just the skin color, it's like, all right, well, yeah. what about like Patrick as a person, you know, like, okay, yeah. he's a black guy. He's a black cowboy. All right. So I, we get past that, but like, uh, yeah, I want to know, like, yeah, like, how, how? When's the last time somebody asked you about if you were a direct descendant from slaves? I mean, I don't have that experience, and exactly. you know, I, I, I like to hear those stories. You know, it's it's all part of America. It's all what makes this country great. Was there some some bad parts? Ah, fuck yes, there was. <laughs> there was a lot of bad parts, but it's all worked out pretty decent in the long run. Like there's still a lot of work that, that to do as a, as a country, but like all in all, like the fact that we can have sit here and have this conversation about it is, is, I mean, that that's part of what makes this country awesome. You know, it's just, absolutely no. And like you said, it's not like, I hate when people say, Oh, I don't see color. Cause I need you to see the color. Like <laughs> seeing the <laughs> color acknowledges that you understand that we've had two very different life experiences. And the yeah. great part about it is that now we can bring our two different experiences together and try to pursue a goal together using our backgrounds and experiences and knowledge that we've had because of who we are. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> and if if it hadn't been for 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 black musicians, we would have never had Elvis. We would have never had the whole rock and roll movement. And exactly, <laughs> is it cultural appropriation? I mean, I guess technically, but also um. <laughs> That some really fucking good music came out of it, so I don't, I don't, I don't see the harm, you know. I mean, and, it's not. I'm. I hear you. I'm. I'm one of those people. Like I don't. Yes, I'm black. I'm a very large black man, and usually I'm the biggest, <laughs> darkest person in the room in the circles that I run in. And I mean, it is what it is. But it's not the only thing that I hate it when anybody of any color decides that the rate your race is the only thing you have to offer. I know it's uh, you know, it, it always cracked me up is uh, is they'll, they'll talk about how it's uh, and it's all it's all just a distraction deal. Like the the more we we're fighting with each other, the, the like the less we look at the people in charge that, that exactly. are actually causing the problems. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. But I I don't know how many times <laughs> pulling up to a ranch rodeo, like like me me and my my ex brother in law, like we. Almost every time we'd pull into a ranch rodeo, we got juvenile back that ass up just fucking. Better, <laughs> you know? and, I mean, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where like, ah. you yeah, know, and then like some of the old timers, they're, they're like, ah, these goddamn kids. And like, I, I don't know. This is the music I grew up on, too. I mean, exactly. It, it's it, they'll say this is a racist country. I was like, man, I grew up around only white people and. Every one of my buddies, their heroes growing up was Michael Jordan, Ken Griffey Jr., <laughs> Terrell Davis. Yes, sir. You know, it just like all, all the people that we looked up to were were either black athletes or musicians, and <clears throat> I am and we just pasty white dudes. <laughs> pasty white dudes. I mean, look at Eminem. He he's he's considered even by black folks as one of the greatest rappers of all time. And he oh, is yeah. the greatest motherfucker out there. But oh yeah. He understood good music and and had a talent for it. And it's just I don't know, man. There's there's a yeah, the the race thing is a it's it's a big thing, but the more more people focus on it, the they the more they they miss the forest for the trees. They, Absolutely, you know, it's just there's there's so many like just awesome stories, and when you when you talk to like, I, I I'll I'll swear till my dying day, like the funniest people on earth are black dudes and Mexican guys, and, and <laughs> Mexican guys, I don't even know what they're saying most of the time. I just yeah. I look at them and they're they're talking shit and laughing back and forth and they're just talking so freaking fast and I, you can't help but laugh with them. I don't oh, know yeah. what they're talking, but I know it's funny. And uh and and just a bunch of black guys sitting around talking shit. Like you better be on your game because oh they'll yeah, find, they'll find something that uh that bugs you and then they'll just keep pushing that button. Oh yeah, it's great. It's, I mean that's you know that's camaraderie. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. I think that. Anytime, if you get a group of people together, no matter what they look like, I think if they just have a five minute conversation, they'll realize that there's a lot more that they have in common than what separates. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> and <clears throat> I was like, I, Cowboy World in the military is a lot, a lot similar because particularly you get on like a, on, on any like bigger type outfit, you're going to meet people from all different corners of the world. Uh, Absolutely. <clears throat> just like they, and a lot of them don't, they, they don't, they don't come from the middle of, middle of nowhere ranch country. They come from the yeah. city. And, uh, 
and and it's the same way like the military like they just throw you all in on the same and what what's the first thing you guys do is you talk shit about the other guy's race and that's 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 how you make buddies is <laughs> and it's just that's how it for men anyways i don't women are a little different on that that yeah day, I think. but but for guys i mean the, like your best friend you will say the most horrific shit to them Oh, yeah. hoping that they have have a better comeback so it keeps you on your toes you know or or just make you try to make them laugh you know it's just yeah sure it's, it's always what it is and i mean some of the jokes that 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 we we'd talk you know there'd, there'd be a mexican guy a white guy a black guy and just like the most horrific racist shit you could think of and we're all dying laughing you know it's oh, just yeah. And it is what it is, but if like somebody recorded that and posted, I mean, we'd all be canceled. Oh yeah, doesn't make it past the cattle guard, you know? It's that. Yeah, <laughs> it's the stuff that stays in the stays in the atmosphere. What you say it out loud, you don't you don't want to put that in the group message or anything. You no, gotta say that. No, that's that's uh, <laughs> that, that's guy time. You know, it's like yeah. you, you talk shit, and 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 it's always gay. It's always a bunch of gay shit too. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't know why you know, it is, but. It always is. It, it turns into that a lot of times. And I had to, you know, when I got to Sterling and I got around my best friend, one of my best friends, I had to learn. I was like, oh, this is how you guys joke. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't used to that. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, the black community, they, they ain't about that gay shit most of the time. We just, <laughs> we just started, like, dick jokes just became halfway okay in, like, 2022. Like, <laughs> we're not we're not quite we're not quite up there yet like but that's like some of my wife's always been cracks me dick up. jokes for life <laughs> yeah that's that's what always cracks me up with uh like these these modern day lefties they're always they'll they'll always throw like they'll, they'll talk about black rights and then they'll throw like the gay shit in behind it i'm like do you do you know actual black people? Because <laughs> <laughs> the black people I know, they ain't about the gay shit, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's taken a while for us as a culture to get to the, you know, as progressive as some people are. They, you know? they, all, they always assume that, like, uh, if, if if you're for black rights, uh, they, you know, they're, you're also for for the gay rights too. And I'm just like, mm, not the black folks I know. <laughs> you, know you know, it always like, it's. It's some kind of oppression contest, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Always the oppression Olympics. It seems like exactly. It's just like, oh well, if you don't support these people, then there's no way you can support these other people. And it's like ah, there's some intricacies in there that you may not understand. See, you know? That's so. uh, like Chappelle puts it so good when when he's talking about like the the white women, like we're a victim too, and he's like, I hear you, and we're just as much of a victim as you. Wait a minute, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Dave Chappelle. I, I I love Dave Chappelle. He's he, he's probably my favorite comedian. But man, he's he's so good at what he does. He just, <laughs> he's not even a comedian anymore. Now he's just a public speaker. But I know. I, I, I just, love him. He's a, he's a goddamn hilarious one, though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He just I, I love it. I, I want to because I do a little bit of speaking every now and again. And if I can if I can ever get to the point where I can control a room like him, I'll mm. I'll call it success. You know? Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> It's a high bar, but it's a, it's one worth uh, worth shooting for because yeah, like when you when you can you have the audience just right there in your hand, and that's, oh, yeah. that's cool. I've I've had it a couple times. I'm not like I, I'm not saying I'm 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 as good as Dave Chappelle, but like <laughs> when when you when you get those good laughs, man, oh, yeah. that's that, that's that's a, a cool drug. Feeling. 
Yeah, <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I mean that's why we keep doing these shows in Elko. It's just like man, it's it's so fun. It's just so much fun. Man, that is one of my goals. I want to get out there to ca- the poetry gathering so bad. Like I uh, love, I love cowboy poetry. I love, I love the historical stuff. Like I'm mm-hmm. again. I, I told you, I'm 28, but you can. <laughs> I act like an old man a lot of time, and I love. Man, the- <laughs> I'm the same way. I've, uh, you know, even in even in college, like we'd go to the bar. Like more often than not, I'd I'd end up just at the end of the bar talking to some old guy. Just Absolutely, shit, you know. I just one hundred percent. That's that's how I am too. I, but yeah, keep keep cowboy poetry on your bucket list. That's a that's a great. I want to go so bad. It's just it's at a terrible time of year. Like, it really, it really is. But it's a, it's a, it's a good show, man. They 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 do it right. They uh, you know, there's a lot of yuppies that go through there, but man, there's uh it's cool. Like you just cruise around Elko and it's just nothing but, but doolies and, and cowboy hats everywhere. Yeah. Just fucking everywhere. And I want to go cause I got to get to, I haven't gone yet cause I can't afford to go to Capriola's yet, but oh yeah, <laughs> cause I know I'm gonna have to mortgage the house or something when we do that. So, they, you know, Capriola's has some really <laughs> awesome stuff, but man, they are proud of it too. Yeah. They, <laughs> they are. They, they are. And a they, lot of uh, it is, I don't own anything that I can hang it on, so most of it's going to go on the wall. I know. know? I, I, I love I love the spade bits, but I like I yeah, I don't I don't have a spade bit horse. I, I didn't exactly. I didn't grow up in that style, you know. And 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 even like I, I love how like a good um, like main hair McCarty. Like I love how oh, yeah. it sits and plays, but I don't like a loop rein. I like split yeah. reins. That's and so I I keep saying I'm going to do it, and I, I will. I'm going to have somebody make me a set of eight foot split reins out of main hair that would uh, be that'd be rank because because just just the the way they feel that that natural fiber has has just life to it you know it's the best way to say it It just has has life life to it yes sir yeah and and then same way with like good good made leather reins too like Mm -hmm. you you know when you get the cheap shit and they just like they don't lay right yeah just like good stuff has has life to it and and i'm i'm (laughs) I'm not like, you know, I have a lot of buddies. They're not tax snobs, but you know, that's, that's what they do. You mm-hmm. know, and I'm, I like nice handmade stuff. I don't, I'm not rich. Obviously we cowboy for a living, but yeah. if I, if I'm going to spend money somewhere, it's going to be on my gear, you know? Yep. And I, it to. just, it makes a big difference in a lot. You can, yeah, you can get a job done with about anything, but it makes a big difference when you're riding something made by somebody that knows what it's supposed to do oh, man. <laughs> like, well, like when you when you hear some of those old stories like uh particularly like during the like the beef boom uh you know eight you know just right post civil war especially like like texas because they had had a big cattle industry anyways but then mm-hmm. all the men and that was that was the white men, the black men, the the Mexican men. They all went to fight. Yeah. And then nobody took care of cattle. And they just, <laughs> that population just went. Yeah, <laughs> and sure. then, and then the war is done and they come back and well, now you just have longhorns fucking everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like listen, the hogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you listen to, to some of those old stories, like whether it's, you know, like a, you know, freed black men uh, coming to punch cows. He he might have one boot, 
and mm-hmm. uh, and a blanket to put on his horse and that, that's about it <laughs> same way with like s- some some like polish immigrant that decided the you know the packing houses in chicago wasn't his thing so it, it meandered meandered out west and <laughs> he may not even have a horse may, yeah. may not have shoes, but they, they somehow they make it work. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you can get a job done with just about anything, but when you have, uh, when you, when you drop that bridle out of your horse's mouth and it's all foamed up and, and, you know, and like I said, you got a bunch of life in your reins and yeah. it's, it makes it a lot, lot better to do your job. Absolutely. And I've, when, you know, I've just now to the point where I can afford some of the stuff. Like, you know, I, everything that I did this, you know, on my own, we couldn't afford. Nobody in my family could afford to buy a horse. Like, you know, no. saddles cost a good saddle costs four grand at the bottom. You know, I know like, it's wild. So now that's why I'm you going, see so many Trent Wards and, exactly. and uh, Corianis getting floated around because <laughs> yeah. they're they're good enough. They're they're good enough. They're not a great. They're saddle, not going to. They're good enough. <laughs> you, you can know? buy those. Yeah, and that I rode a Teskey's factory saddle for four years, you know, and that was the first saddle that I bought new. My first, the first saddle I ever rode was older than my granddad, you know, <laughs> but it was it stayed together and it yep. kept me off the horse's back, I guess. So yeah, <laughs> you it, know, and kept you now from we're moving up. That's exactly that's it. Kept thing. me from being afoot. And that, now that's, I can, that's how I know if uh, if you if you got a little cowboy in you, like, do you like to walk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll saddle a horse to go set a gate at the other end of the alley before you know. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we we like to act like we're we're the hardest working guys out there, but mostly we just don't like to walk. You know, <laughs> it's really all it is. <laughs> we'll let that. I want to sit out. I want to sit out. No, yeah. I, it's it's amazing, man. Like I've got some. I, again, I'm not. I like the. Uh, I'm just one step above factory, you know. I'm like, I, I hear you. I'm not at I'm, the. I'm not riding any clappers, but I've got a couple carrot Kellys. You know, they're they're nice enough. <laughs> they're nice enough, yeah. You yeah, know? I mean, and that that's probably the coolest thing I've I've been able to do through this this deal is as I've met a lot of makers that are like just starting out or mm-hmm. just like people don't know them and like I always I always go to. I always bring up Matt Wilson. Uh, he's I've had several of his bits now, and and he he just he's not your most like polished engraver or even even bit maker, but you'll never find more just weird, awesome, cool shit than than what he he yeah. makes. You know, he just <laughs> he just pumps out some some cool shit, and uh, <clears throat> and then you know like my buddy Tracy Morrison. He I've got a set of spurs from him, and they're awesome. But the work he's doing now compared to when he made my spurs, like he's on a different level. And uh, I have, I, I follow him on Instagram or maybe TikTok. I wanted to do it. Man. My God. That, I mean, that's art. Like some of that stuff, you just, it's hard to put it in a horse's mouth. You know? I know. <laughs> like, and I, he, he had that, like, that gold, uh, like, like, the, the mouthpiece was lined with 24 karat mm-hmm. gold and and uh i sent him a text and i was like man you have officially moved out of my price range i want another one uh, uh something from you like uh well he, he made me the science squatch buckle i'm wearing okay like, but, <laughs> and uh but i was like man I, I'd, I'd love to have uh have like a mona lisa bit from him but i was like 
yeah, you're out of my price range now, buddy. <laughs> what, what's the friends and family deal on this thing? <laughs> no shit. Huh? And I was, I was like, but good for you. I was like, and I, I'm not even mad about it. I'm just like, but you're, you've moved out of my price range. You, you've hit another level of your game, and that's that's fucking cool. Like I love Absolutely. seeing that. And uh, but every now and then you make good enough friends with with some of those guys, you might be able to get something for kind of cheap. And oh no, there's this. I wear this little copper bracelet here and. The young lady that made it, she's live up here in Fort Collins, and she was when I bought this from her, she was doing like a two for twenty three dollar deal, you know, and yeah, yeah. You can tell, it's sure enough rough, and like the cuts aren't straight, but I like it because now she's a solidified bit maker, and she's cranking mm-hmm. out artwork, and I've got, I think this is like three or four on the number, yeah. and but and one of it's amazing. That- <laughs> that'll be that'll be worth like pretty decent money just because exactly. she's become well known and that's like exactly. yeah i got the buckle and i got a set of set of hooks from tracy and i was like well he's gonna be like he's already well on his way to being a known bit maker he got into that, that that traditional cowboy arts deal which is which is really cool yeah and uh and so like yeah now when he's he's selling three thousand dollar bits i'm like <laughs> Good for you, buddy. But then he also he's like, I got 80, 80 hours worth of work into that thing. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, there's a reason you charge that much. For, oh, it's for sure. Not, I'm I'm a big fan of paying people what they're worth. You know, I, I think so too. I'm a big I hate if you're gonna do something, I think you should be paid whatever you feel the value is of it within reason. Obviously, you know, if you build mm-hmm. me a hunk of junk and you want twenty five hundred dollars for it you can get bit, but if yeah. it's worth, if it, if it's worth it, and I know that you put the time and the hours into it, I got no problem with your price. That don't mean I can afford it, but I got no problem with your price. Yeah, exactly. Whether <laughs> I buy it or not, it's a different story, but I don't, exactly. yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the way it is with Tracy. I'm just like, I just know I can't afford it right now. I'd yeah. like to be able to, uh, but right now I just know that I'm going to like all your pictures and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly and i've got i mean i've got a guy that makes bits for me david farkas out of stephenville texas okay and he is i mean he's got i've got two snaffle bits from him and uh i've got a getting ready to order another little uh kind of halfway correction bit from him and i mean he's just the level that he's at now pretty soon i'm gonna be like well I'm glad I got them when I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's I, uh, I understand exactly. It's uh, but it, it's also cool. Like, uh, like a lot of those guys, they 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 know they make good stuff because they know how to use it. They know exactly. They know what it, they know what it takes. Uh, like what a good bit, bit feels like. Mm-hmm. They know like when when your when your horse packs it around instead of just fighting it the whole time. You know. And, yeah. And, sure. A lot of times that is the bit. It's not the it's not used, not the horse, it's the bit. And uh, Absolutely. But when they and when I, they pack the bit and then yeah, like I said, as soon as you drop it out of their mouth and it's and it's just covered in foam, you're like they like that bit. They yeah. they like it because it tastes good. And I, I mean when I when I unbridle my horses, you know, I pull the headstall off and I mean some of the bits that I've got that this guy's made, they'll hold it in there, you know. I've, yeah. They they'll keep their mouth closed and they'll sit there and eat on it and play with it and you know mm-hmm. they enjoy it and that makes me feel good because one that means i'm not yet busting their mouths open and two that means i'm doing right by them you know right I put something in their mouth that they don't dread <laughs> so it's 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 funny at, at some of these uh 
Nevada Brandon's when everybody's, you know, when they're, they're either in the two rain or, or just straight up in the bridle. But it's, it's funny. Like when, when everything's quiet and you just hear that, that cricket just, Oh yeah. And it's like <laughs> those horses are content because they're, yeah, they're, sure. they're working that cricket. And that's uh yeah, it's just, it's a sign. And you know, when, when it's well-made, it's got like a very mechanical sound as it mm-hmm. as it turns, and it's just like whoever made that bit knew what they were doing. Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's my biggest thing. When I buy something from a maker, it's hard for me to buy something from somebody that's never done it. You know, that's yeah. never used it because it may look cool as heck, and it may it very well may work, but it very well may not. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> and it, it's uh. Yeah, and, you know that's that's one of the one of the hard things for like a younger guy getting started because a lot of like myself included, a lot of guys are gonna just skip over you because you're young. They're like, ah, mm-hmm. he might be pretty talented, but he still doesn't know what he's doing. He <laughs> exactly. ain't been around long enough to know it. And you ain't made enough mistakes. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, that's really that's all exactly it is. Exactly right. You and, messed uh, up enough. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's where wisdom comes from—is uh, learning from your mistakes. But the mistakes exactly. have to be made, uh, whether yeah, they're sure. yours or somebody else's. They have to be made in order for that wisdom to get there. It's, uh, yeah, it's a whole, and, it's a whole thing. I mean, I feel that way about my horses. I look at some of the horses that people paid me money and were happy with what I gave them back, you know, three, four years ago, and I look at them now and I'm like, oh dear God, I wouldn't ride that thing if my life depended on it you know? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. somebody asked me did you ride that fuck no i didn't do that one me <laughs> exactly but i mean you give it the people you give it back to the owners and the thing lope circles both directions doesn't throw his head in the air and you mm-hmm. can open the gate on and they're just happy you know well, like, and they 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 have a different use for that horse than we do because uh, exactly yeah. Yeah, that that's the thing is like if if you got if you got repeat customers, then then you're you're doing all right. Like yes, if, sir. Uh, any guy can get a bunch of customers, but if he only has them once, then exactly says a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I I mean I'm lucky enough that people send me. I'm at the point now where I don't have to I don't have to ride the sale barn trash anymore. Mm, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good feeling ain't it? it's, it's a beautiful feeling because like i said i've told you how big i am i'm not a bronc rider like yeah. if i come off it's gonna hurt and we're gonna be laid up coming down hard <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so now i don't have to at least most of the stuff i ride now has a little bit of self-preservation you know yeah like, that's that's, and a, that's thing. A, a good feeling when you and they're teachable there's yeah. nothing worse than you know Oh yeah, my name's Susie Q, and I brought my twelve-year-old rescue. That's you know, he got he got thirty days on when he was three, and we turned him out for ten years. So yeah, so he's got a good foundation. (laughs) He don't remember that foundation. He he, he weighs fourteen hundred pounds now, and I can't pull him around like you know. Yeah, Yeah, if he he drops his head, I ain't getting it back. It's his. He owns it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, no, I love. I gotta take a leak. We call that good for the the main episode. If you got uh, about twenty minutes in you, we'll come back and do a little bonus segment for the Patreon folks. You but, bet, man. Hey, uh, you got uh, anything you want people to follow you on social media or anything like that? Ah, oh, man. I mean, if you uh, you can follow me at, at Patrick Mentor uh, on Instagram, and that's pretty much where everything is. And we do we do horse training, we do order buying, we do livestock hauling. 
any, I told them oh, yeah. anything that pays, we do. So <laughs> you're, a, you're a hustler, and that's what I like. I like people that hustle. You know, that's, yes, sir. That's, uh, you know, we we talked. We said earlier, like America was built on the beef of a, uh, the back of a beef, but it was all the people hustling to get that beef up to where it's supposed to be. That that's what you know. People that hustle. That's what that's what builds a that builds anything. You know, you got to hustle yes, to build sir. shit. So Absolutely. I, I like. I like people that hustle and Patrick, I, I enjoyed the shit out of this conversation and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little, a little more, a little more cowboy shit here on the other side, but I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, everybody <laughs> else. Thanks for joining in. If you'd like to hear the rest of this conversation, patreon.com slash burning daylight. You can sign up there and, uh, it's the best way to support the show, but thanks. Uh, thanks again, Patrick and, uh, move your ass. We're burning daylight. Well, I read them Will James books when I was just a kid. I believed him word for word, all the things he did. So I took out West when I was just big enough to go. Saw my first hard winter, saw my first snow. And the words, how they leap from the page. We write our chapters daily, trotting through the sage. And I hope when I'm done and gone and laying there dead, the stories of what we've done are worth being read Now I read Hedges books about the last buckaroo No room to doubt all the things he said were true And I've seen the silver shine when the sun hits the cowboy crew I'm still cutting circles No, I'm not through And the words How they leap from the page We write our chapters daily Trotting through the sage And I hope when I'm done and gone And laying there dead The stories of what we've done being read And the words How they leap from the page We write our chapters daily Trotting through the sage And I hope When I'm done and gone And laying there dead The tales of what we've done Tales of what we've done